Rolling, bruh. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you the post-Thanksgiving Garage Logic Show number 1198, November 27th, 2023. 64 degrees on this day in 1998. 13 below on this day in 1872, and seven more than seven inches of snow on this day not that long ago, 2019. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Hi, everybody. Hey. How are you? Did you have a good weekend? I did. Uh, Rook? A very good weekend. Kenny? (laughs) (laughs) Ghost of you. Ghost of you. The uh, state flag finalists. Uh, been announced. I believe we brought that up last Friday, week. Or Wednesday, excuse me. And uh, there are people uh, contending that they they uh, they like the new submissions. And I'm thinking one of two things. They're, they're really stupid people. Or, now there's three things. Hmm. Stupid's too unkind. Okay. They're, they're, they don't care one way or the other. Who cares? Or they actually do think it's attractive, or they just want to be contrarians. Sure. There's nothing to uh, Willard Anger, for example, Amherst Wilder, whatever name he's going by today, Bert, he's got a good point. They look like uh, the cans for, uh, they, where's his email? Oh, they look like off-brand soda labels. <laughs> yeah, generic. Yeah, you're at the store. Yes. Here's uh, like an Aldi brand or sparkly something. Sparkly like mist. <laughs> yes. you know. Okay, that's good. Do you th- do you think that they don't care about the flag so much itself as much as they care about the conditions that are were required for your submission? You laid out these requirements pretty well on Sunday. There were six your... rules. To, yeah. uh, to, to come up with a flag, I contend you were handcuffed at the starting line. I, and I think that's what they appreciate. They, I think they like those rules, and whatever those rules produce is going to be good enough for them. Unless they just, well, that you know, I'm going to stick with that. Why is it that... We have to apologize for all of that. What about, what about, is Europe just, is, are they forgiven everything? Do they have no sins? Why is it always America? Well, well, I'm, I'm, Ma- I'm viewing Ma- from the state flag. Matthew, the current state flag, the one about to be replaced, was, wasn't created in, what, what am I trying to say, Joe? Controversy or sin or with ill intent? No, in right? fact, it was the, uh, in fact, it was the result of a contest. Right. She won like and a gal 15 won bucks. fifteen bucks. Wow. <laughs> well, here from our friends at the American Experiment, the twenty twenty three legislator I'm sorry, legislature set up a thirteen member commission to re- redesign the state flag and seal based on the false narrative that the design depicts a Native American on horseback 
riding away towards the setting sun. The whole premise of the redesign is that the current seal and flag are racist. Right. This is all the contention of Representative Mike Freeberg, DFL Golden Valley. He's apparently the fellow who has compelled this kerfuffle. Mike Freeberg, he authored the bill to change the flag. He called the current design genocidal toward Native Americans. Did he and he alone decide on that? Uh, We don't know that. Or was that the result of a study? And, uh, it sounds it ad- to me like that's something he came up with. Yeah, and so it's not a, an ad- admission by the person that originally designed it. What in the eighteen hundreds? Yes, and again, yeah. being a dark fellow, not skin color, just dark of soul, he uh, he could look at that flag and come up with genocide. If I was an Indian, I'd be PO'd. I don't want to be taken off the flag. Right. I was part of the history. We need, to, we need to stop being in the business of being offended on the behalf of somebody else. Well, let me continue with our friends. at, at uh, This is Bill Walsh at uh, American Experiment. Uh, a Men Post article uh, last Feb uh, called Let's Talk About Our Racist State Flag called the current flag the functional equivalent of a stadium crowd doing the tomahawk chop. No. No. no uh, that's not even close to I, being analogous. I, Native American artist Catherine Moore wrote this week that the current seal tells a bad story. The na- uh, right now, the seal and the flag are essentially the same. Under this redesign, they'll, they'll become two separate entities. But currently, the state seal is approximately the same as the state flag. Native American artist Catherine Moore wrote this week that the current seal tells a bad story. The Native American on horseback riding away with the setting sun tells a story that celebrates Native displacement and promotes white racial superiority. Is that a a thought or a feeling universally held by the various tribes in Minnesota? If not held universally by the various tribes, it apparently is uh, held widely among Mysterians. Right. It'd be fun, though, to differentiate to find out how all natives feel about that. But according to the Minnesota Historical Society, the racism of the original state seal has been removed with each of its two subsequent revisions. The original territorial seal does include a Native American on horseback riding west into the setting sun, a clear depiction of their displacement to reservations in southwestern Minnesota and South Dakota. All right. Uh, The seal was updated in 1971, and the Indian on horseback was replaced with a white settler simply riding westward. The version was never approved by the legislature. In 1983, the legislature returned with Native American to the design, but changed the direction and meaning of his gallop. Wow. Oh, so, okay. According to Minnesota Statutes 1.135, Subdivision 5, Historical Symbolism of Seal, The sun, visible on the western horizon, signifies summer in the northern hemisphere. The horizon's visibility signifies the flat plains covering much of Minnesota. 
The Indian on horseback is riding due south and represents the great Indian heritage of Minnesota. The Indian's horse and spear and the pioneer's axe, rifle, and plow represent tools that were used for hunting and labor. The stump symbolizes the importance of the lumber industry in Minnesota's history. The Mississippi River and St. Anthony Falls are depicted to note the importance of these resources in transportation and industry. The cultivated ground and the plow symbolize the importance of agriculture uh, in Minnesota. Beyond the falls, three pine trees represent the state tree and the three great pine regions of Minnesota, Hmm. St. Croix, Mississippi, and Lake Superior. According to state law, the Indian on horseback is riding due south, not away and not into the sun. The entire narrative of the racist Minnesota seal falls apart with the 1983 revision and the current state law. It's almost like the narrative is more important than the facts. Yeah, they and they don't appreciate art on any level. I'd love to follow some of these people around a museum, uh, particularly a museum full of abstract impressionism art. It, it'd be fun to... Well, just a minute, Kenny. Stop talking. My, uh, Kenny's not talking right now. As I got to plug this back in. It uncame on. It uncame done. Your cord. It's been, there we go. It's been a the great thing moment. about art uh, on any level, whether it's corporate or state government or, or independent, is the four of us could look at a piece of art and we could all find four different, if not more, meanings. But that isn't a possibility with the flag, is it? It's definitive. No, and as I said last week, the the fear of being meaningful was palpable. Yeah. The uh, the artists, yeah. the, uh, the submiss- submitters, had they had no chance. There is nothing they could have done that would have passed muster. Because what you're doing is you're driving this into nothingness. Because only nothing can be inoffensive. There, so no matter what they would have done short of these meaningless symbols they've come up with of wavy lines and a star, nothing would have passed muster when when the lens you're applying to it is racism because you're going to yeah. find that anywhere you want to look. Yeah. So there you have it. And now you're going to end up with a flag that has no distinction and, and nothing to do with Minnesota. Well, every it's a corporate, state, yeah. Every state has some water. Every state has a tree. And every state, you can see the stars. I like the idea state. of the emailer, though, that it's the nature's touch, you know, state yeah. flag, the, yeah. no. the generic brand. <laughs> but the state flag currently is uh, on par with the swastika, the Nazi flag. Right. It's, it has to go because it represents too much whiteness. It's that simple. And uh, uh, and a lot of people have gotten a lot, lot of, of people, a lot of people, like lot of people Minnesota. have gotten to the point where, and I envy them to some degree. They don't care, you know. If you want, it, it's not like the flag has a great meaning in our lives. True, not the state flag. I mean, and I think the vast majority of people are looking at it, saying, "Well, this doesn't really affect me." I mean, sure, it's a state right, flag, right? But what they don't understand is what's driving it. Yes. They, they don't, it's one thing to not care about what the flag ultimately will look like, the new flag. Uh, that's fine. Don't care about it. I don't blame you. Uh, but, but what you're failing to realize or you don't wish to uh, is why this is happening. Because it can. Because if you approve of why this is happening, where will this end? 
But the, the people making those decisions, and we heard about this when they were high-fiving each other at the end of the last legislative session, they see change as progress. They, 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 that's how they see this. Look at what we're doing. We're, we're making significant change. Well, not all of us are on board here, ladies and gentlemen. That doesn't matter, Chris. Yep. Uh, I, I still go back to my original. There's uh, my original point. There's 11 tribes in Minnesota being represented. It'd be fun to take just two members from each tribe at random and uh, just show them the flag and get their opinion. I, w- I would um, I would respect that more than anything else that anybody has said up to well, this point. Well, not only that, but you would find proportionately, I would imagine. The same number of Indians. May I say the word Indians? Yeah, you know, Indians, Indians Native, Native Americans, yeah. human beings. Yeah, that's that's what we all are. You'd find the same number of Indian human beings who don't give a bleep about the flag as yes. you do non-Indian yes. human beings. Yes. So uh, I, I think it, the whole thing's preposterous, but I think the mystery is preposterous. Right. And and there are people who. Again, there's two there's two there's two dynamics. There are people who either don't care that the mystery is is advancing. They just don't care. It doesn't apparently doesn't affect them yet. Or they they do care and are in favor of it. Pro. Uh, I mean, we see that with the voters in both Minneapolis and St. Paul yeah. with the recent um, um, uh, elections for for. Um City Council. Yeah, the, uh, there's two groups that raised a lot of money for the council elections yeah. in today's paper. And yeah, interesting. One group yeah. was Minneapolis, well, whatever it was. <laughs> Virtually the same name for they, both They groups. raised more money than the progressives, but the progressives won. Yeah. So, and, the, and their, their lead amount of money that progressives got came from out of state. And the progressives in 2023 aren't the same progressives as 2016. I, I hate the word. It doesn't mean oh, yeah. anything. It, it, yeah, well, it used to, but now it just means as far left as you can possibly go. Well, plus, they're not. there's nothing progressive about it. They go right. backwards. Right. Well, that the, the term liberal, yeah. that also applies well, there. I'm liberal. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's what I've been saying for years. doesn't mean anything I'm, anymore. I'm more liberal than most liberals. <laughs> yeah. But I'm classically liberal. Well, I'm I'm live and let live liberal. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you're going to end up, you're, I'm part of it too. Uh, We are going to end up with an absolutely meaningless flag that this redesign committee will pat itself on the back for because they've accomplished a mission. They've, they've, They've put another notch in the gun because that's one more thing they can take down and, and pretend that pretend that why are you pretending there was never any strife between us and the natives why not and you well you got me going now you think kids the as poorly educated as they are and i'm not condemning teachers i'm condemning the institution of public education it's a failed academy these kids these kids in high school for example they don't know what the flag is they i didn't who pays attention to the state flag? No, I, I actually disagree with that because... Well, I don't care if you do, well, you're no, wrong. The right? only reason I say that is because both of my kids knew it but when we this was discussed in our home because my oldest had to do a report on the state flag Well, that's a good. Year or two I, ago. I 
Congratulations. I'm pleased to hear that. You're saying the majority, though. I never never remember having to deal with the flag in <laughs> any capacity whatsoever. It was Maybe just in school. In I'm a, not even sure it came day. up. You know. Okay. There's so much to learn about what actually happened. You know, um, whatever you want to call it, the Dakota War, the conflict, the uprising. The reason the natives got PO'd and started shooting people was they had a pretty damn good reason, even though it was kids that started it and the elders didn't want it to happen initially. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you ever heard the phrase, let them eat grass? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's why. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard that phrase. This guy in charge of handing out the... Uh, I don't know, the the meager rations that they were supposed to get wouldn't hand them out. And he said, yeah, let them eat grass or their own ass. Wow. And, yeah, a couple of kids took offense to that. And the next thing you know, we had a skirmish on our hands, rightfully so. The government was treating them awful. And, And there's just so much to be learned from both sides of what happened there. But instead of doing that, we're just erasing it entirely getting rid of everything i get critics who say to me well what's your flag design uh well i've stated it many times i wouldn't have altered the flag right i like the current flag well, mine would be a let's see mine would be a gun a dirt bike a snowmobile and uh and a truck from the 70s you know what i mean America. every every single one of us would have a different flag a uh, kelsey would be a dumpster on fire <laughs> yeah. Yeah. matthews would be some sort of food item mm, what would it be though a grill maybe i'm trying to figure this yeah. uh, and i had said that i think ours my submission was been a white flag or a, a bat i said that too yeah I surrender. surrender i surrender but see flags do mean something in the in the cosmic scheme of the well, what flag uh, do you wave at the end of a motor race? The checkered right. flag. All right. right. What what flag do you wave in battle when you've had enough? A white flag. Yep. Flags mean something. What what's happening here is that this flag won't mean anything, and not meaning anything is what they're after. That was their objective. Because not meaning anything cannot be criticized. They almost said that word for word in the requirements. Yeah. Don't dare pick out any individual <laughs> or idea. You know, well, there goes. Who was the old? Uh, I thought of another great flag. Who was the old uh, football player up in International Falls who sat outside his gas station? Oh, Bronco. Uh, Bronco. Yeah, Nagurski. Bronco Nagurski. I think right. that'd be a yep. hell of a flag. The sure. old guy sitting in front of his gas station in International Chomping Falls. Chomping on a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and his mechanic's a Native American. And, you can't have that. <laughs> Why if, not? If we bring that this up and talk about it like we are, Nothing we're saying is being considered um, or even listened to or they just completely write us off and we're a bunch of cranks and we're old men shouting at the clouds. Which means you either love this new flag, you don't care, or you embrace the mystery. And I think uh, it's it's a realistic view of Minnesota to say... There are countless among us who find the mystery to their liking. They find the reinvention of this country to their liking. They've been poisoned by the failed academy. They're, they're completely destroyed intellectually. 
They have no interest in achievement, no. and they see the mystery as a way to go through life. They'll be taken care of. Scanning social last week, there's a lot of people on the left. A lot of people. A lot of people that didn't like and or appreciate the, what were their four finalists? They didn't like any of them. Yeah. Um, and, and I Six saw that. Finalists. Yeah, I saw that uh, both uh, across both political parties. And the amazing thing about the six finalists is that they're all the same. I There's not a dime's worth of difference in the six no, finalists. No, that's just it. It's just a rearrangement of a swoosh right. yeah. and a star. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. the star is right middle, sometimes it's upper left, and the swoosh is somewhere else. They're well, the same flag. Should always be in the north part. North star. Don't use my name, even though you probably already did. Dang it. I haven't. I only need to be known as Otto from Worst. It's been a bit since I've written in. The spousal unit and I have been busy graduating the last of the kids I used to have from the failed academy with a useful degree, marrying off the kids we used to have, taking Grunhoffers on the road, and being an unofficial mole in the failed academy. I have given over 25 years of bringing common sense to the academy. I now think it's time to hang up. The fight is overwhelming, and if I say things I think, I would be targeted. I stray from my reason for writing. The uh, spousal unit and I had our home built in 1998. Having a new home is exciting and a great experience. The unforeseen problem is everything is the same age, and they all begin to break at the same time. So far, I'm in a couple of dishwashers, a garbage disposal, refrigerator, clothes washer, and HVAC system. Well, the latest was the garage door. It's seen better days, dented, rusted, noisy, crooked. It was time. I called Precision Garage Door of Minnesota. What a great company to work with. The sales rep came out the same day I called. He gave me two different quotes, one for what would be the best and one for what we absolutely needed. Within the week, we had a new door, a new opener, new spring, new tracks, and now so quiet we have to look twice to make sure the door closes behind us. We had an issue, or what I thought was an issue, with the bottom seal. The tech came out and resolved the issue, no questions asked. There, I took care of your ad spot for today. Joe and crew, I listen every day. I've converted many people to GL over the years, and I look forward to many more to come auto. That's my ad for the day. Call Precision, Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities at 612 612- Two six three six nine eight five, or find Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in Western Wisconsin at PrecisionDoorMN.com. Not a garage logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. Kenny, I met your kid. Big redheaded glute came in there looking for his truck. I can't believe that you have a kid that good looking, that big and strong and handsome. A lot of hair. A lot of hair. And a lot of hair above said, the you neck. You got a beard as least as horse as your old man. <laughs> One of these days, he's going to cut his hair and it's going to be the happiest day of my life. But I am not going to tell him that because you got when you're in your 20s, you got to be in your 20s. Yeah, but he can have long hair. He has hair. Part of me is envious and the other part is like nah i don't i don't want to deal with all that that's remember you had the curly locks way back i had very long hair so it's a lot of work yeah well that's too bad neil young you had long hair too oh man take a look at my life i'm a lot 
Can you get some? Yeah. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. So why does that hinge thingy on your muzzle loader get surface rust on there? I, I, I don't know. It really doesn't matter because Seafoam Deep Creep's going to handle that issue. Why does the breech plug on that muzzle loader also get so gross? I, I know the answer there, but again, Seafoam Deep Creep takes care of it. Oh, that 870 Wingmaster you inherited from a family member? Why is it so hard to cycle through? Well, because that guy, you know, your uncle, he put it away dirty and wet about 15 years ago. Then it sat in a closet and hadn't been touched. Then you took possession of it and you're like, uh, what, 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 what? You're like, I said, you're like. Something like, similar to That's it. what you're like. Anyway, you dose it with seafoam deep creep, problem solved. We know that seafoam deep creep solves issues so far and wide that GLers, uh, Keep a can of it everywhere. I mean, gun cab, uh, shop, the chemical cab, junk cabinet in the uh, kitchen, door pocket in the car. Keep a can everywhere. So next time you're in the fine automotive chemical aisle, don't just buy one can. Buy four cans. Spread them out. I promise you, you will need them. A local company with a global reach and a true miracle chemical. Seafoam. You know what I'm a sap for at the auto store? I, I, it's foolish. It's ridiculous spending, and I can't help it. Washer fluid. No, you're on the right track. Air fresheners. No, uh, detailing towels. Oh. The, the microfiber towels. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. You could probably go to Target and get them for 29 cents. I have on my Christmas list, uh, I need another pack of red shop towels okay i'll get that for you the ones you wash i don't know what to make of this uh we're asked for a promotional mention uh luke rexing writes this joe i'm a student at the u of m and the vice president of the minnesota republic a conservative newspaper on campus let's see this is dated today tonight we will be hosting riley Gaines. The female swimmer who tied a biological male and lost her spot on the podium. I'm reaching out to see if it would be possible for you guys to mention the event on the air today. So it's 7 to 8.30 tonight at uh, in the president's room at Kaufman Union. I cannot believe there are not mass protests scheduled for this. I, this is the first time hearing of this. Luke, because I'm... Doing this, you now owe me a follow-up tomorrow to see what what happens tonight. Yeah. So it's seven to eight thirty p.m. tonight. President's room in Kaufman Union. Riley Barker. Uh, Riley Gaines Barker. Uh, students for a conservative voice are hosting the first speaking event of the academic year, hosting female rights advocate. More information and a link to RSVP can be found at our latest Instagram post at the Minnesota Republic. Attendance is free. Uh, I understand this is a bit last minute, but if, uh, any mention of it would be uh, awesome. No, the Grand Canyon is awesome. 
uh, any mention of it would be appreciated. <laughs> Got it. Thanks for the consideration, Luke. Luke, keep us uh, <clears throat> keep us in the loop on this. Uh, I can't imagine why anyone would protest Riley. She got gypped. Right. Can you say gypped? I don't think so. Uh, She got shortchanged. You do get why. She's been, and I'm a fan of her, but she has been so outspoken against men competing in women's sports. I agree with you. I'm just, I'm explaining why there will be a lot of of protests there this evening. Because she... In, in some people's eyes, she has become the face of the anti-trans movement, which, as we know, in 2023, idiots are going to attack her. Mm-hmm. Well, so, let's... But, we... good, but, but good for this group for hosting her. I, I, think, that's, I think that's awesome. Let's turn, our, let's turn our attention to America's hat. Okay. Canada. Canada. Yes. Officials with the Toronto area swimming competition are blaming Swimming Canada regulations for a 50-year-old biological male competing against girls as young as 13. (laughs) At the Richmond Hill Aquatic Center's Fall Classic last weekend, 50-year-old Melody Wisehart participated. It raised questions from the parents of other swimmers. Hmm. Uh, Parents said it was perverse that Wisehart, who was born male and lives as a woman, was competing against 13- and 14-year-old girls. Weishart, a professor at York University in the psychology department, boy, she is from the failed academy, yeah. did not respond to a request from comment for comment from True North. Uh, we base it on Swimming Canada re- re- registrations, a competition official told Rebel News David Menzies. For most competitions, a person can compete as the gender they declare, which I believe was changed in 2019, Swimming Canada spokesperson spokesperson Nathan White told this site called True North. The self-identification approach is quite problematic, one advocate for women in sports says. It's disturbing. It's a male person going into a girls' race, which is absolutely unethical, said Linda Blade, the former president of Athletics Alberta and author of Unsporting. If any man can come along and check a box and say, no, I'm actually a girl today, that's just wrong. As for the age discrepancy, White said it was an open category, meaning there was no age limit. The sections of the event for the oldest swimmers were 13 and older and 15 and older. Regarding a 50-year-old's participation, White said, it certainly seems like an anomaly. That's just amazing. The swimming world has seen similar competitions. Swimmer Leah Thomas, isn't that the one who upended Riley Gaines? Yes. Yes. Swimmer Leah Thomas, formerly mid-500 ranked as a male, rose to top ranks after starting to identify and compete as a woman. Likewise, runners Soren Stark, Chessa, and Aspen Hoffman saw post-transition meteoric rises. Sporting organizations need to take a stand, but they haven't, have they? It's just amazing. Why in the hell should a 14-year-old girl be in a swimming competition with this creep Right, right. who's 50 years old? Well, and the reason Riley gained so much uh, attention was because of how outspoken she was directly to the NCAA. Well, good. She should be. Leah, quote-unquote, Leah Thomas was basically walking around the women's locker room. Yeah. And yeah. You asked the Was there a unit hanging out? Yeah. 
Huh. Hanging out? Well, considering uh, you're just in the pool. Right. No, no, no. But in the changing rooms. Yeah, I know all that. Um, You asked a really good question. How come sporting organizations haven't stood up to this? Yeah. Have they actually, maybe this is what they truly believe, or are they scared to? They scared of cancel cancelization. But which which one? Isn't it just seem like a reasonable answer to have trans competitions? Uh, you uh, why, you, why? Yeah, they have well, drag there's, shows. There's not enough. Oh, apparently there's enough in the swimming. Well, well I, I don't I, understand why there's not trans track meets and trans gymnastics and trans well, swimming. They, they they wouldn't have enough people to compete against. Well, that doesn't excuse them winning it, against 14-year-old girls. It, By the way, that, that crackpot in Toronto, I think, finished second. He didn't even it, It's like when, there's certain classes of vintage snowmobile racing where there's only one entry in a certain class. So that guy goes out there, takes the green flag, turns one lap, gets the checkered. He's the winner of that class. That's what it would be if you had trans-only classes. Yeah, well, I won... Third place for best triumph at the 2015 National Convention. How many wow. people, Geneva. How many people did you compete against? Three. <laughs> well, no, you competed against two. Two. Yeah. <laughs> there were three of us. It was in the concourse class. There were a lot of TR6s. But only three in the in the concourse. Ah. My con- and that changed my. Uh, see, I did what the swimmers aren't doing. I've changed my uh, way I approach these things now. I just don't do it anymore because right. there's really no class for me. I want to I want to compete a perfectly original car with its flaws and patina, and there are, there's no class for that. So my answer to that was that's fine. You have to wonder. Take your car and go home. Yeah. The the fella that um, is now a gal and won the race. He didn't win. Oh, Leah Thomas won, but this guy I'm talking about in Toronto. Well, that's just it. That's the other thing I was going to point out. The reason that this was such a big story is because Leah tied Riley Gaines, and the only reason they they wanted Leah to be the one to accept. The trophy, even though they "quote unquote" tied. Mm-hmm. Oh, because, I'm so confused right now. Well, that, that's why this got so much attention. On. Is because she said, "Well, they're just making an example out of this," mm-hmm. which is why Leah was presented with the first place trophy. But because it, of her, she was it, transgender. If you're a trans, used to be a guy, now you're a gal. You just won against a bunch of gals. Do you, do you does that trophy go up on the wall and you're proud of it and you wear it like a badge of honor or do you? Toss it in the back of the closet. I, I, I mean, how do you have any pride that thing? over a win like that? How can you hold that up as something to be proud of? Well, we we can't because we're not, not Mysterians. Not us, the person that won. Well, but, I don't but understand that But the person that, that person. won is not a Mysterian. The person that won well, probably thinks this is legitimate. Well, it's like playing basketball against a bunch of six-year-olds. Yeah. doesn't matter how bad I am, I'm going to kick their ass. I don't know, Kenny. I dominated backyard football on Thursday against my That's what I'm, That's what I'm talking it. about. Eat it. Rejected. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Quit That's crying. Right. And if you were given a trophy, would that thing go up on the mantle for all to see? Of course not, because it's ridiculous. Anyway. Uh, I asked the staff uh, 
if they read the Friday Star Tribune, the day after Thanksgiving. And uh, we're all up to speed on it now. We are. The play story in the Friday Star Tribune was, headline, Paid Leave Chief Faces First Hurdle. Subhead. Minnesota program launching in 2026 could cost $600 million more than expected. <laughs> Have they done anything that actually works? Nope. That actually has come in on budget? A few weeks into his job setting up Minnesota's paid family and medical leave program, Greg Norfleet was confronted with a new financial analysis showing costs for the program could come in at least $600 million more than anticipated in the first three years. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine the cost overruns. Now, here's a good question. Bad I mean, forecasts? No. Are three kinds of people going to read this story? One, see, if you don't care, you're not even going to read the story. You're not even getting a newspaper. If you don't care what happens, this has no impact in your life. You because you're unaware of it and you don't care. Or or you're you are a fervent DFL voter uh, and you continue to see this time after time after time, then again you must not care. It it's okay with you because they're the right people. And then there's there's us who look at this and think Wait up. Hold up. Well, can't they get anything straight? (laughs) Seemingly unfazed by the numbers. (laughs) Well, why not? He might as well be unfazed. It's not his money. Norfleet, who helped set up a similar program in Massachusetts, said getting that... This is their answer to $600 million over. Well, getting that answer well before before the program is set to roll out is an advantage <laughs> that other states didn't have. Right. This is a good thing, Joe. It puts us in a great position to think about the long-term funding of the program. And a lot of states didn't have that when they started. Right. So this is a good thing. This is the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> This is great news. Yeah. Hey, Greg, you're just taking the gig. You're from Massachusetts. Uh, we got a new financial report. <coughs> excuse me. That says we're at least six hundred million dollars short. That's great news. That's nothing. We're finding out early. Yeah, we can be ready for it. Start raising the money now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean raising taxes now? Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're not going to take it out of whatever surplus we have. It's his job to implement the Minnesota program passed this spring to ensure workers can take 12 weeks of paid medical leave and 12 weeks of paid medical leave per year, capped at 20 weeks total. The issue was the subject of fierce debate during the legislative session with business leaders and Republicans criticizing the structure and the payroll tax used to fund it. That tax will likely have to increase to cover the rising costs, and there are calls to revisit the program next session. That's the part that I found 
the, the, the figures at the end with the deed tax. How How is that not going? If this doesn't cause business owners to say, hold, hold, hold up, uh, wait a minute, what will, right? We tax popcorn farts in this state, Chris. That's we tax virtually everything. everything. Because everything. The, the, the part that I find hilarious is this is a separate check, right? Because when you apply for this assistance, how you doing? Don't mind me. Right. You get a check from the state in lieu of your paycheck, correct? Right. Partial pay, I believe. I don't think it's your full paycheck from what I'm reading here. Okay. Because the first thing I thought of, Joe, is this is so ripe for fraud, isn't it? Oh, of course. Here it is. Um Walls signed off on the creation of a state-run program that will ensure workers can take weeks or months off with partial pay after having, here's the qualifications, after having a child or when they or a family member have a serious health condition, they will also be able to take time off following an adoption related to the military deployment of a family member or in situations of domestic abuse, sexual assault, or stalking. Now, if I get an email from Bert... Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Can I call that stocking? Because if I if I can, I know what I'm doing for how uh, 20, 20 weeks. How many months is that? That's got to be what five months, six months. Yeah, yeah. Keep those emails coming in, Bert. <laughs> uh, House Minority Leader Lisa Demuth <laughs> said this program was poorly crafted. It yeah. should be reassessed before Minnesota's paychecks take a hit. What hasn't been, has anything been finely crafted? <laughs> You're right. No. Has anything been, it's like when an athlete has surgery, it's always successful. Right. Sure. In the meantime, the guy's knee has been accidentally thrown away, but it, the surgery was successful. The, every time they follow up, we learn that the initial crafting of the program was poor, and they always say, oh. it's great. How, how, how mad do you want to get? Can I push you over the edge? Sure, why not? The state is using six, uh, $668 million from the projected budget surplus to jumpstart the paid leave program. Here it comes. Hold on to the railing. Mm-hmm. Once it begins in 26, it will be funded through a 0.7% payroll tax on employers. On the employer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And this is keep in mind too. This is come, for both full and part time. Come come employees. to Minnesota. Yeah, come to Minnesota. So but you're they, working twenty hours a week. That you still can apply for this. But they've blown the cost by twice as much. That's nothing, Joe. Before it even begins. Oh, they right, need to. Not even done yet. Listen, to you're this. right. You're Listen. right, Joe. What I quoted was from. It, uh, it's not current. It's from. Hold on. May 25th of this year. Yeah, it was the, the seed yes. money was 600 so, million. That's 660. And that's 600 million not is enough. they need twice that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it says yeah. here, how do we how do you not you can't get mad all you can do is groan and laugh and move on with your life. Right. Well, and don't or forget move. this. Don't forget this. This the creation of this program uh has necessitated 
the development of an entirely new office that requires 400 full-time employees. Wow. Wow. Boy, there's lots of room in there for the buck to never stop. Yeah. And those people also qualify for 20 weeks of paid leave. And if Walls had anything to do with hiring Norfleet, Northfleet, no offense, Norfleet, maybe you're a hell of a guy, but you're bound to have something wrong with you. If Walls hired you, this thing's going to collapse in right. a heartbeat. Maybe he'll quit well, like the cannabis well, director did. He was. They consider him successful because where did he come from? Massachusetts? Yeah. Harvard. Where, where, where he pushed the same program through. Yep. Yeah. Or he didn't push it himself, but he's, you know... He made it happen. He made it happen. The state requested an actuarial analysis put together by a company called Milliman. How much? Uh, We don't know what we paid them. Under law, the Department of Employment and Economic Development must adjust tax rates to assure the program has enough funding. Milliman recommended deed tax employers, D-E-E-D, Department of Economic and Development or something, uh, tax employers 0.78% in the first three years, up from 0.7% in the legislation, and 0.83% after that to prevent wild swings in tax rates for businesses and employees. (laughs) What? It's the Why would a guy, let's talk about a guy who runs a business. He's got a shop in his yard running a business, doing pretty well. He's got enough business to hire one or two employees. Why would he? This state keeps small business employers or owners small because if they try to expand they're instantly punished do you to take advantage of this plan must you be of a of a number in other words does this affect oh a number of employees that's a good question does this affect somebody who has one employee that is a really i don't know Good question. Let me look into that. We'll probably need to hire somebody to investigate. That. Well, but everything they do doesn't work. Everything you, everything you want to do to achieve the American dream is punished by this state. Everything. I'm not Hope seeing the answer. About it, guys. Where is this? You well, know, I want to tell you about this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, these are great times at EcoFund, Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville. You're heading into Christmas. Huh? Mm. So, this is, so this is Christmas. So they're doing a buy one and get one 50% off mix and match Christmas sale. All electric bikes in stock. Intelli, Scootstar, Yamaha, all Tau, Motor Youth ATVs, all Bintelli scooters. All youth dirt bikes in stock, SYX youth dirt bikes. This would be a great time to get. You know what? There's still no snow on the ground. That pathetic amount of snow we got is gone. Right. So EcoFun and Forest Lake's got a great parking lot for test driving and getting the right e-bike and, and scooter. You can get ATVs for the kids or the grandkids. Vespa scooters are on sale. ATVs with snow plows are on sale. And if you mention GL... And buy any vehicle in stock before Christmas, 
EcoFund's gift to you is a 10-pound double-smoked ham from Grunhofer's nice. Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, the best ham you'll ever have. Uh, I know these uh, people. We've gotten to know Tim and his daughter, and uh, they run a really, really great recreational empire there. And this is the best place in the world for the bikes and the scooters. It's uh, EcoFund Motorsports. Right now, that Christmas sale, mix and match. Buy one, get one 50% off. EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's immediately west of 35 on 97. And in Burnsville, it's on the service road of life near County Road 42. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Cyber Monday, baby. Cyber Monday. And have I got a deal for you. You know, I've been talking about mysoundstory.com. And I want to tell you that Cyber Monday, you get a discount of 10% off Sound Story gift cards when you enter the promo code flashlight at mysoundstory.com. Now, it is Cyber Monday. The holidays are just around the corner. Perfect gift idea for your family, and it's Sound Story. If you were sitting around the table on Thanksgiving, you probably realized, wow, that was some great conversation. Well, why don't you take advantage of Sound Story? It's a professionally produced hour-long conversation in which one of you or your loved ones is interviewed by a choice of one of our professional interviewees, including me, the Rook. It's a conversation that includes experiences from childhood, school, first love, first date, all that you love about them. And with Sound Story, you or your loved one's voices and stories are saved for your family forever. You and your siblings, go online right now. Get a gift certificate for your parents. And it starts at just $399 at mysoundstory.com. And as a Cyber Monday special, enter the promo code FLASHLIGHT and get 10% off. Think about it. It's a really cool deal to have those forever. I'm not talking about on your phone. This is done professionally. It's a gift you will never regret giving but it's a gift that everyone in your family will love. All right, close it out. MySoundStory.com, promo code FLASHLIGHT, Cyber Monday special 10% off a gift certificate for Sound Story, FLASHLIGHT at MySoundStory.com. And remember, Sound Story, for you, for them, forever. Uh, and what would have been John Height's newscast, this portion of Garage Logic is brought to us by North American Banking Company. Joe, where, where is he? Is he at some kind of communist rally or? Yeah, some I believe May he had, parade. Somewhere. I believe he had matters to tend to, <laughs> personal matters to tend to. Yeah, Joe. Last week you discussed examples of how the left is vote buying. He's talking about we came we we came upon that other story about DFL legislators floating the idea of uh, upping the income you can have and still qualify for daycare yes. subsidies. Yes, uh, he said. Child, uh, the writer says, child uh, care subsidies are on the way, and you had a great point regarding the surplus. Send it back to the people. They can use it as they need, whether that be children or travel. Here's my best shot at a campaign strategy the Republicans should adopt. All right? Okay. Because they need, we need them, and yeah, they're, they've, so far they've been... We need some help. The Republicans need to start saying, you'll never stop paying. I was two years from being done paying for school lunch with my final kid close to graduating high school last spring. Now I'm paying for school lunch forever because we have a school lunch for all program. Mm -hmm. Reavers talked about the year he got a raise after his youngest kid went to kindergarten. Oh, man. 
<laughs> well, boy, you get a real big rage when they weigh, uh, raise when they get out of college. When this goes through, no raise except in the form of raised taxes. Lindsay wants to go to the zoo on a road trip. Tough bleep. Keep chugging, and eventually you'll be done paying for child care. Vote for this, and she'll always be paying for child care. Student loans. My wife and I paid hers off, and we got a raise. If we all pay for choices uh, made in the form of tuition forgiveness, I won't get a raise. Vote for me, and you get a raise when you go through various stages of life that are expensive. Vote for the left, and you're going to pay forever. I think he's right. The John pushing back from Buffalo. Vote for me, and you get a raise when you're done with all of these various stages of life. The, the, the Mysterians are putting into place programs that will have you always paying for them. Mm-hmm. When you're done taking advantage of them, you're still paying for them. Happy to pay more for yep. a better Minnesota. You know who you can float that by? Who? Tomorrow, you can float that by Kendall Qualls. Who will are we join having us. Kendall join us tomorrow? Yes. He will be on the telephone, though. He, he wanted to come in studio, but he'll have to do it via phone. I, I desperately, desperately want to read an email that um, you and I received last Monday, Joe, a week ago. And I don't think you read it to us. It's from a guy named Tim. And I've made reference to this guy. And it's hearsay because he's talking about his neighbor. But I think it's worth reading. Is that all right? Yeah. My neighbor's a business attorney who does a lot of tax work. Oh, I remember this email, yeah. He and his wife are now retired and live four months a year in Southern California. He became curious about state taxes in California versus Minnesota state taxes. So he ordered the software from California, compared it to his most recent 2022 Minnesota taxes. He was shocked at the results, so he actually ran his 2021 Minnesota taxes versus California to see any if any difference occurred it did not combined they will save 7000 a year becoming california residents so they now live in california wow. for 8 months and minnesota for 4 months one of the biggest tax inequities was minnesota taxing social security benefits not even california does that wow yeah yeah and I realize it's hearsay, and and I'm always wary of people writing to us and saying, "Well, I know a guy," but man, that that seems if that's true, shame on us. I thought Walls uh, said he was agreeable to uh, wiping out the tax on sh- Social Security. No, 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 you're confusing that because I was going to bring up. He did say that. On the campaign trail, right. in he which did. he also said right. he accused Jensen of being a millionaire and Burke being a millionaire because Minnesotans need $2,000 checks into their account that turned out to be what? Didn't we get about 17 bucks or something like that? <laughs> he also said yeah. he's not going to allow Minnesota to become a haven for extremist agendas. Right. Of course, he wasn't referring to the left's extremist <laughs> agendas. Right. <laughs> Well, uh, the only what an word. utter and colossal clown he is. Mm-hmm. And he probably has national aspirations. Oh, yeah. So when 2026 rolls around, he'll be in Washington. But when you say that, Chris, look around. It's the, it's yep. the people of the state that voted for him. Yeah, or right. I should say the people of Minneapolis and St. Paul that voted for he him. He didn't even bother to nah. campaign outside. No, they ask the hard <laughs> questions out there in the land of rocks and cows. I think Jensen. Ah. I think Jensen 
could have won. And he, he made critical rookie mistakes. He made rookie errors. Well, the guy that should in the have World been... Series, he made rookie errors at in the field. Yes, the guy that should have gotten the nomination is going to join you tomorrow. That's and, the problem. And Kendall yep. Calls, I think, yep. had a great, great chance to win. I don't think he he. I think he would have minimized his rookie mistakes, but the Republicans in the state failed to endorse him. Correct. Yep. And yep. and that's a shame. Uh, maybe he'll give it another shot. Let's hope so. I mean, back to gender because I love gender. Go. Male or female? Which gender? You How many? De- you Both. decide. Okay. Joe, I'm a longtime listener and fan of the show. I live in Seattle. I recently had surgery at one of the big hospitals here in the city and had to fill out some pre-registration information. When I got down to the section marked personal information, I found myself suddenly confused by a question that I have always been quite sure of. The question was, what is your gender identity? As I scanned down the nearly 20 answers, I quickly realized that not only do I identify as a man, but also as male, which gave me pause. I discussed it with the CP, and she pointed out that I also fit the category of cisgender, someone whose sense of gender corresponds with the sex the person was identified as having at birth. So does that mean I'm cisgender? Correct. Reading more closely, I realized that there were some other identities that I had not heard before. These were the choices. Agender, bigender, cis or cisgender, demi-boy, demi-girl, female to male or transgender male or trans man, gender fluid, Mm. gender queer, which is neither exclusively male nor female, Identifies as female, identifies as male, male to female, or transgender female or trans woman, man or masculine or mask, non-binary, two-spirit. I think from now on I'm going with two-spirit. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, Women or feminine or femme, choose not to disclose, other or add a category, and unknown. Unknown seem the oddest of all, as I think that would be quite frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it would, given all these choices, and you think, I still don't know. (laughs) Just to be safe, you should sit down when you go to the bathroom. Just to be safe. You can't sleep at night, Paul. Are you a man or a woman? (laughs) I decided to stick. That's what keeps me up. (laughs) I decided to stick with man, but at least I know I will always identify as a garage logician. Jeremy from Seattle. Isn't that something? That he's right. How, wouldn't it be a bad feeling to be? You get to the end of that and you go, I don't know. I, yeah, not, <laughs> can you read it again? What, what else is there? Yes. What about fluid? That's the one I question. I so it's you, whatever you, you fluids out there. Yeah. It, it doesn't that mean whatever you're feeling when you wake up uh, yeah. every day? I to me it means uh, you can go back and forth. Yeah. You know, but isn't there already a word for that? I I want to be no by. That's your preferences. That's who you like to lay down with. No, that's not your by, gender. But, my, but by means some days it might be some other gender. Oh, so not bisexual by gender. Bi. I don't know. No, he means bi. Or as the old people say, ACDC. <laughs> Oh, whatever. Um, yeah. uh, uh, that uh, the medical profession uh, 
has really embraced many aspects of the mystery. Right. Which really worries me, and, but I'm old enough to probably not, I shouldn't be too worried. And why is that? Why have they embraced that? Because you're allowing too many dummies to go to medical no, school. You're, no, no, come mm. on, focus. You've been what? attending GL for some time. Why, Joe? Why is it being embraced? Ka-ching. Oh. That's why. <laughs> it's a billion-dollar industry. But my point is... Did you see the video of the women cops in Chicago oh my God. trying to... Uh, I am so glad you're bringing this try, up. Well, I can, don't let me lose my thought here. I'm getting back to medicine. The women cops in Chicago, was there three or four? Four. Four. They could not handle a uh, lone male shoplifter mm-hmm. who got away. Yeah, I did and, see And that. they all looked winded and exhausted and they were, didn't really know what to do. A lot of people said it's because they're overweight. There was a and, bit of that. And, uh, you know, you've got a lot of hiring that has to take place. Well, I mean, let me I was see. waiting for one to go, hold on a second. Wait a minute, i got to hey, take stop. a break. I, gotta, yeah, I need a second. This okay, isn't fair. Let me get back to medicine. And Pause. I say, <laughs> I think the day's coming when, you know, you're going to go in for the gallbladder and they're going to remove your ear. And they'll just say, oh, I'm sorry, we made a mistake. Well, uh, have you and ever I'm had, not going to have to worry about it. Haven't you had knee surgery? Uh, just just meniscus repairs. Yeah, that's all I've had. Yeah. And you write on the knee, they don't want you to operate. Right. You write no. no. Right. We yeah. take a magic marker and right. write no. <laughs> I want to be whatever gender allows me to not shave and uh, trim my eyebrows, you know, maybe once every three months. Well, I think I found it. Cut my own hair. And oh, I got it. Wear overalls. What? Two-spirit. I, I actually wrote that down. That's I'm actually going to start calling you that. I'm going two-spirit. Joe, two-spirit. What's two-spirit as a gender? It, I like the sound of it. Does uh, it have something to do with Native American beliefs? Well, if it's two spirits, harmony would be what? Whiskey and and vodka. This is two spirit, not spirits. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Two spirit. Uh, two spirit. Does it mean is, it got to be something else besides two spirit? Or can I just be two spirit? Is a modern pan-Indian umbrella term used by some indigenous North Americans to describe Native people and their communities who fulfill a traditional third gender or other gender variant uh, ceremony uh, and social rule in their cultures. I guess wow. I can't. Uh, okay, let me try this one. Dictionary.com. Yeah, that ain't going to work for you because you're, uh, you're a cracker. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. That's okay. Two-spirit is a third gender found in some Native American cultures, often involving birth-assigned men or women taking on the identities and roles of the opposite sex, a sacred and historical identity. Two-spirit can include, but is by no means limited to LBG. You know, I've read about Native Americans that would stay back at camp when the uh, Braves would go out and, you know, uh, collect coup. Two-spirit. They'd hang around with the gals. Yeah. Do some light crocheting or something. <laughs> you know, that's the camp work. I don't yeah. repair, they repaired everybody's moccasins. Right. Stuff right. like that. A lot yeah. of people. You got to get, uh, you know, spell moccasin. Spell moccasin. Okay. Uh, there's two C's in there. M O C C A S I N. 
Is there two C's? No, there are two S's. No, it's an A N, isn't it? How do you spell moccasin? Is there two C's? Is that got a K? Moccasins, the native people? I'd have to look it up. I know it's... My guess would be moccasin. M-O-C-A-S-S. No, there's two C's. It's two C's. I'm going with one C. M-O-C-C-A. C-C-A-S-I-N. Oh, it is two C's. Yeah. I'll be damned. How do you spell huh. moccasin? Is that two C's or a K? I'm going to come back and give you a uh, ray of hope. How do you spell Hofferman water? I don't know. Okay, well, they're an independent water treatment dealer, Joe, and they offer sales, service, and rental options for Kinetical water treatment systems. I've had both a water softener and a drinking water system installed in my home, and it makes an amazing difference in the quality of my water. You know what? Give yourself the gift of the best water this holiday season. It's not a bad time for you to get on that schedule right now. 952-894-4040. Give them a call today or look them up online at HoffermanWater.com and get on that schedule and have them come out for that free water analysis. I'm telling you, you will not be uh you you won't be disappointed if you'd make the switch to Hofferman and Connecticut. I've been a customer for years and have been very satisfied with uh, with the quality of my water. So, give them a call today. 952-894 4040 or visit HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them they heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. I know what happened. You're walking through the warped two by four store. Um, I don't know, looking for, oh, maybe a window insulating kit. You already grabbed a bag of Cheetos. You open them up. You're stuffing them down your face. You're going to have to pay for them. They're going to be half gone when you get up there. Anyway, uh, you see a safe over there in the corner. Real neat paint job on it, and you start thinking about your spouse. You know, maybe it's your your husband, and he's got some guns or whatever he wants to put in there or maybe it's the wife she's got some tools that just can't be hid i mean the drawer the under the mattress it just doesn't work she needs to lock those things up so the kids don't see them uh before you buy anything from a glorified lumber yard do yourself a favor click over to maplegrovelockandsafe.com take a look at the liberty brand of safes they provide the best protection from calamity and they also provide privacy the kind of privacy you need. And then once you find one you you uh, like, go to Maple Grove Lock and Safe, the store, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. Say hi to Rich and walk out of there happy that you just bought the best safe ever made, the Liberty Safe from Maple Grove Lock and Safe. They make them in all sizes. Just, just don't buy some generic steel box from anywhere else. Rich and his shop in Maple Grove is the best place in the Midwest to pick up a Liberty Safe and get lock services of all kinds. Again, it's maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Here's today's Ray of Hope. I've been saving this. It came in last week. Joe, I've been listening to you and Pat since the days of Monday Night Sports Talk. Over the years, there have been quite a few topics that almost caused me to call in or write. I'm glad to say that a couple of positive experiences finally caused me to write. I'm a retired mid-60-year-old who decided to drive school bus (laughs) part-time beginning this school year. 
My afternoon routes in the northern suburbs begin with a middle school, followed by high school students and ending with elementary school kids. All three routes are for public schools. Let's pause for a moment. I know we've discussed it before. Here's how I handle route and route. Go. To me, a route is repetitive. He has a milk route. Or a mail route. route. To me, a route is how you plan a trip to some destination. Okay. That's, okay so maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I do it. To me, a route is something that holds a tree upright. All right. So what huh? you're saying is you went to your aunt's house on Thanksgiving. That was your route. route. Is that what you're saying? Like a no. one-time deal. No. I didn't want this to be bogged down by stupidity. Well, no, what I'm do not you do? Sure. I, I'm asking for... A route is repetitive. Just what? think of it that way. Okay. So what about Reavers, Joe? Every day he likes to take a different way home. Sometimes he goes north before he goes south. Right. When he's inventing different routes. Okay. So but, Rookie and I have a lunch route every day down to the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. But no, the way he went route. home, oh. the way he goes home today isn't necessarily the way he goes home tomorrow or the rest of the week. I have been told early on that one of the (laughs) biggest reasons for newly hired drivers to resign was the behavior of students. The middle schoolers could not be more well-behaved and courteous. As they debus, it's rare that I don't get an unprompted thank you and or have a nice day. The high schoolers, of whom I had thought might be the most troublesome, are respectful and mostly silent since they are preoccupied with their phones. The last route is the elementary school kids. I'm sorry. I blew my own. Hey. The last route is the elementary school kids. They have proven to be challenging but refreshingly positive and happy. They are rambunctious. Once during the first week of school, I had to stand up and scold some kids in the back to stay in their seats. It was hard for me to contain my laughter when after I sat back down, a little first grader in front giggled to her friend, he's got ear hair. So much for an old grandpa (laughs) commanding respect. Last week, amid the usual muffled din behind me, I was gobsmacked to hear the star-spangled banner being sung by half a dozen kids in the back. As the butchered lyrics rose to a crescendo, some of the younger kids in front implored me to make them stop because they were so off-key and annoying. I replied, but it's the Star Spangled Banner, and let it run its course. I was curious as to what caused them to sing the anthem, so the next day before we started our route home, I asked them what had uh, inspired that impromptu chorus. I was perhaps fishing for a possible ray of hope of patriotism. One boy replied matter of fact, matter of factly, because we're awesome. I then asked if they recently heard it at a wild game. Instead, these kids with the attention spans of hummingbirds began telling me how they play hockey too. I accepted the fact that there were probably wasn't a deeper meaning of why and to enjoy what I had experienced the day before. The overriding impression I get daily is that these kids seem to be well-parented. That's the key. Yep. Here's today's ray of hope. That's fantastic. Is he rural or big city? Northern suburbs. Okay. Rook, Rook, look up this day in Minnesota history. You'll have to fulfill the role of John Height today and help me complete sentences. Got it. Can I uh, quick mention, Donna sent us this during the Riley Gaines conversation on Twitter. 
Um, she attended an event in Key West in which Riley was speaking back on November 4th. And she says, can't recommend her highly enough. Please go see her at the U of M tonight. Her story boggles the mind. She's a fantastic warrior for truth. So thank That's you, Donna. tonight, 7 to 8.30 p.m., President's Room in Kaufman Union. Riley Gaines will be speaking. <gasps> Wait She's a minute. been brought to town by students for a conservative voice. Wait a minute. Seven? Wait, we're not going to have, we're not shutting down traffic, are we, with these kind of protests? Do I have to worry about this crap today? I, well, we don't um, We don't know that there'll even be a protest. They have a, a website, Joe, that's worth mentioning, mnrepublic.com. Right. <clears throat> All right. Let's, what is your first uh, item? 1900 Cushman Davis. Because there's several here. No. No, I knew it. This would be a problem. It, it's it's not hard to find this. Rook, uh, Reavers, look up this day in history, okay. and I just need it for Minnesota. Okay. What is today? November twenty seventh. Monday, all day. Uh, okay. Good luck. Roll the dice. You don't have it. I got November. You, you didn't need the date. For this one, you do. Let's do this. All right. I got you, Joe. Only yeah. because they come to us. <laughs> All the way from Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador, from the Traveling Lymans. On this day. Joe, today is November 27th. In 1900, Cushman K. Davis. What a neat name. Cushman K. Davis died while serving his third term in the U.S. Senate. Davis was born in... Henderson, New York, on June 16th, 1838. His speeches against... Rail- I don't need you to read the whole thing. I'm going back to Rook now. You can't find that? Mm-mm. I'll show you how after the show. What do you have, Rook? You, yeah, you why don't you something. type in your Google search? He's got a new recipe for chili. No, Matt, you don't need the date. In your Google search, you just type in this day, and that alone will pop up. This day in Minnesota this history. Day in Minnesota history, it's the first one. That's right. But you went with the date, didn't you, Matt? Yeah. Uh-huh. Cushman Davis. <laughs> a cool name, isn't it? Yeah. Cool name. <laughs> and uh, he gave speeches Whoa! against railroad Whoa! interests and in favor of Grangers. Led to his election as Minnesota's seventh governor in 1873. He joined the Senate in 1887 where Where he he supported Civil War pensions in the annexation of Hawaii and opposed the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1892. He also authored books on the law. Law, Shakespeare, and Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah. Brooke, what's Grangers? Look up Grangers. Grangers were uh, people in the land, you know, on They're the They're the ones who get things done. Yeah, they had lands. Uh, they For almost 150 years, the state Grange of Minnesota as an organization the Grange. has yeah. thrived, faded. You mean the, the Iron Grange? No, the Grange, you know, wheat and stuff. Oh, rocks and cows. Yeah. Thank you, God. On this day, on this day in 1930. That's a long La Grange. St. Paul's Frank P. Ke- Frank B. Kellogg won the Nobel Peace Prize. Kellogg had served as Secretary of State during the... Coolidge administration and as a judge on the Permanent Court, Court of International Justice in The Hague. He also went on to have a delicious line of cereals that kids on Saturday mornings would enjoy for decades. And 
Well, there's a street name for him in St. Paul. We're gonna, are we gonna, we're gonna have to cancel that guy eventually, aren't we? You would think so. Yeah, give him the boot. I'm sure he was white. <sighs> yeah, I can't imagine enough. he won a peace prize. You know, piece of what? Yeah, that's right. Speaking of that, did we take down the? Did I see we took down Thomas Jefferson? Over the weekend? Yeah, I saw that. I guess Thomas Jefferson came out of uh, what facility in New York? Was, I, I don't remember, but I did know, I did say it was well, in New could York. Could you verify it real quick? Maybe okay. look it up on the Google? Okay. This day in history, Thomas Jefferson. See, I've discovered your problem. You have poor Google searching skills. Uh, maybe it's the Mac. I don't know. No, you went for the date. Yeah, I think it might be his interest level. The statue of Tom. Oh, sorry, Kenny. The statue of Thomas Jefferson is removed from New York City Hall after 187 years. Yeah, that's some bitch. He was a snake. Let me tell you, a bad guy. Wow, that Louisiana purchase deal. Because New York's got the rest of their problems figured out. This is what we got to worry about. Yep. Do you know that migrants illegal are now filling the San Diego airport? Yeah. They're living in it. And the convention center. And O'Hare, too. All the way up to Chi-Town. And O'Hare. Boy, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Travel home to see the family. Matthew, you got some room out there, don't you? I hope. Let's go. Are you seeing that seriously at at the airport? Um... There's a little bit of it. It's not overwhelming, but there's, I mean, I don't cover the whole airport, so I don't speak. As again, I have not been fully brief. Going back in my history, I've been homeless in DFW. I've been homeless in Detroit. Uh, I spent a homeless night in San Jose, uh, LAX. I've been homeless all over this country. I will say, though, that there are people, if there's somebody that's, bothering that's usually when they're scooted out if somebody's like just taking a nap somebody's not living there but they might be staying overnight well, everybody can take a nap there for god's sake they yeah, miss their flight i know but you you can see who's got all their stuff and what bags they're in you can separate people that are just trying to you stay the, warm the target shopping cart right right yeah i can't bring that in here sir <laughs> have you heard from patrick with the pots no. and pans Pat. no yes there. it is he had memoromania, I bet. Well, we'll find out, folks, if you're going to get a Monday Night Sports Talk or not. And to GLers, I say thank you, and I'm grateful that, uh, unlike Kenny, I've not been homeless. I am full of tryptophan. Thank you, Two-Spirit. Thank you, Two-Spirit. Thank you to Minnesota Masonic Charities, folks. Freemasonry is the world's first and largest fraternal organizations. It's a brotherhood of like-minded men who genuinely care about each other, and it's based on the belief that everyone has a responsibility to help make the world a better place. That's just what they do. Through its culture of philanthropy, they make profound difference for brothers, their families, their communities, and our future. Freemasons, they find satisfaction in being part of a centuries-old fraternity whose traditions, core values, are important for our society and will endure for centuries to come. Why? Because they're common sense. There's only over 7,000 Masons in Minnesota and in over 100 lodges throughout the state. They're business owners, doctors, lawyers, teachers, parents, grandparents, guided by faith and principles that we all believe in working together to make a difference. What a great organization. If you want to learn more about Freemasonry in Minnesota, go to mnfreemasons.org. That's mnfreemasons.org. Cha? 
That is a chat today on a Monday post-Thanksgiving trip to Fan. I didn't know if I was walking around the airport, if I was walking off turkey or booze. I, I'm, no, I'm not sure which one it was today. <laughs> one more. So that one Ice was, cold beer. One more. Uh, there was a comedian that says, always stop at two whiskeys, because if you take that third one, you're going to look at the bottle and say, well, the bottle's just about empty, and that's going to be four and five. That was Matthew this weekend. <laughs> yeah, he just finished off the bottle. Harmony Spirits. Nice. Consumed by many, many different people, not just me. That's good stuff. Yeah, it is. Uh, here we go, folks. Uh, <laughs> sign up on YouTube. Subscribe to Garage Logic. It's free. Yes. We also want you to become a member of the town council for 10 bucks a month or $100 for the entire year. It's two months free, by the way. You can sign up there at garagelogic.com while you're looking for T-shirts, sweatshirts, garb, 30th anniversary stuff, garagelogic.com. We done? We done!